0: It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only
2: for the fans. After all, it's only pressure.
0: You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore.
1: Hey everybody. It's Weird Islanders the podcast back for our season 1 finale. This is going to be so exciting. Uh, I've been waiting for this one for a long time. My name is Dan. That is Mike. What's going on, Mike? Yeah, it's already the season finale of
2: Weird Islanders season 1. So we're going to leave with a uh I guess I guess usually you do the 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 TV playbook is you do your big episode the penult- the penultimate episode is is the big one right of the season no. and and that's the one that you know gets critics critics tongues wagging and then the <laughs> the finale is is what sets up the next season and, and in a weird way i think this player and this season of the islanders kind of set up where they were going in an incredible era that you know pre <laughs> 2003 2004 lockout you know with with you know, Laviolette, Pekka, Yash, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, th- but this team was the team that laid the foundation for when things really started to get weird, in the sense of the word that we use it for, mm-hmm. um, rather than weird just being what what most people think of it. Because this team certainly was 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 that that kind of weird. Yeah, not not like weird, nostalgic, weird. This one was just weird, weird.
1: Yeah, just, no, just straight up weird. Like this is, uh, and as as you'll see when we reveal our guest, we've been peeling back the layers of this now for a few days and it just keeps getting weirder and weirder. Uh, but uh, let's bring him on. Uh, you know him as the founder of Lighthouse Hockey. And if we're not for him, Mike and I wouldn't be here talking to all you fine people right now. He's also one of the nicest guys I know and definitely one of the hardest working guys I know. And his name is Dominic Gansky. Dom, what's going on?
0: Hey, guys. Um all kinds of stuff, but uh, I'm very <laughs> honored to be <laughs> on one of my favorite podcasts here. <laughs> there's,
1: there's nobody else we could have possibly had to close out our first season uh, besides you. But uh, it, it's funny because you were one of the, the earlier people I reached out to, and, uh, and I hadn't heard back from you, and I thought, oh man, he must be super busy at work. And then it turns out you just changed jobs, so that's why you were so busy. <laughs> So uh, so I'm glad we were able to finally get together uh, and do this because uh, I, I think this will be great. Before we get to the, uh, the great Islander that you have picked, uh, I mean, like, what's this season been like for you? I mean, it's been exhausting for us, as Mike and I say every time we talk. <laughs> but I mean, what, what was it like for you? I mean, it, it's I'm sure uh, exhausting is one way to put it. But like, is there anything else that kind of comes to mind when you think about this sort of cursed Islander season that we're yeah. finally no. done with?
0: That, that nails it. I was afraid <laughs> you guys were going to ask that. Um, it's, <laughs> uh, and this is, I mean, I'm usually, I, I always appreciate your guys' sense of humor and, and I'm often pretty much aligned with the the general mood or as you guys, uh, podcast through the season, but, but you're, and I forget the phrasing now, but your, your take on the season and, and, and just, my God, glad that it's over is, Exactly how I felt. It was there were some particularly cathartic uh, episodes there for me <laughs> as I put this season to bed and yeah. never to be spoken of
1: again. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is true. And uh, and hope and this is actually draft week, so hopefully we can really yeah put it to bed yeah. with some some new blood. That'll be fun. Um, but uh, in the meantime, uh, we have a great weird Islander to talk about, and uh, and it's, it's also funny because you were like, oh, I don't know if this guy will work, and I'm like, Are you kidding me? This guy is. <laughs> The reason why this show exists. <laughs> uh, and I did not realize that there was so much drama packed into one player who I barely knew. Um, but uh, this is this is going to be a good one. I'm really excited here. So, Dominic Yansky, will you please finally reveal the subject of the final episode of the first season of Weird Islanders, the podcast?
0: Be happy to. So... This player, first of all, I'll be thrilled if anyone uh, remembers (laughs) him as an Islander. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Um, He's someone who was an American collegiate star, um, was a point-per-game player early in his career, made it to two Stanley Cup finals in his early 20s, uh, has hands of magic, and was initially traded for a Hall of Famer. And then within just a few short years, his trade tree descends to the sixth round pick (laughs) that the Tampa Bay Lightning were thrilled to get for trading to the New York Islanders, Craig Janney.
1: Craig Janney. And I'm sure there are people listening to this that are our age and live through this period and uh, thinking to themselves right now, Craig Janney played for the Islanders? Yes, Craig Janney (laughs) did indeed play for the Islanders. And we're going to go through all of all of this, uh, his 18 magnificent games as an Islander, uh, right now through this episode. But, but I mean, what made you pick Jenny? Now, obviously there's a blues connection. And and so you followed him, you watched him play way more than we did as an Islander, but like, was there something else that made you kind of gravitate towards his name on our big list of weird Islanders?
0: Yeah. Part of it is he's just such a, like, I mean, like I said, he's so, he was so talented. I mean, he. Cam Neely raved about him in Boston. Uh he he kind of turned uh Brendan Shanahan into a star. We can get to that later. Mm. Um he it, it yet he it, I mean I mentioned the trade tree before, but he for so many teams he was scratched and, and <laughs> <laughs> basically shipped out of town, um, <laughs> despite having all this talent and 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 mesmerizing skill. And and I think his um it, it, I like too that he kind of um you know his early in his career he was under Mike Millbury in Boston on a team that went to the cup final and then at the end of the, his career Mike Millbury's like uh, yeah this this team is, is so desperate for skill that we'll go ahead and take him on so it just <laughs> it, it makes a a, a nice uh, bit of trivia and curiosity for a, yeah. for a perfect weird islander
1: there's definitely a lot of sort of trivia going on in this one <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the the first thing that jumped out to
2: me about Craig Janney, who for some reason him and um Jeff Courtnall uh, they mm. just go down as like the nine like late nineties NHL names to me. Like mm-hmm. when I think of those those players in that era, I just for some reason always default to Courtnall Courtnall and, and, and Craig Janney. Um but the the thing that really surprised me was that he when I was thinking of him, I'm like, yeah, he played in ninety eight, ninety nine, so this is a guy probably played in the the wave turquoise, orange neon orange, and white jerseys. But it is harrowing when you search Craig Janney Islanders on Google mm. and you see him in those navy the navy blue ones, like the 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 jerseys that were in play from that this season through uh, what till they got the pajama ones with the, right. the orange stripes. Like some of my favorite pl- Islander players ever. Donned this iteration of the Islander uniform, uh, and so when you see Craig Janney wearing it, it's like, whoa, that's Andy yeah. Hilbert's jersey, man! Like <laughs> this is so strange to see.
1: Right, yeah. Some of my favorite Islanders and also Craig Janney wore the yeah, same exactly. jersey. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, no, he missed that. That I mean, I, that's that's the one thing that kind of worked out for him in his Islanders <laughs> tenure was he actually wore a decent jersey, and it, it could have been a lot worse. They really but, should have
0: um, made him wear the wave Jersey. Like, yeah. Like he is, jersey he is that,
2: that is in my head. I'm like that. How is, when you think of that, this team, when yeah. you look at their record mm. and you think of Craig Janney, you're like, okay, they, they won 24 games. Craig Janney was on the team. Why is his name not in weird italics? It's in, the, it's in like a normal font, <laughs> not wave, not wavy. Uh, because only the only bad teams could wear those mm. jerseys. And this, this one was really bad. They, they, uh, it's it's just very strange to see him and, and Felix Potvin yeah. uh, wearing these jerseys <laughs> okay. and not those ones.
1: This whole lineup is really just a, a weird Islanders season waiting to happen. Because like, there's Felix Potvan, there's um, uh, who was it? Oh, Mike Watt is another one. Barry Richter. Mm-hmm. We already did Nemchynov, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so they're all they're all here. Uh, but uh, but and
2: there's also but there's a lot of guys who who also you you look at the roster and you're like, okay, yeah, there's Jani there's pot Van, um there's joe sacco mm. but then you you look and you're like oh god there's mary scherkowski there's claude LePoint, yeah, there's kenny right. johnson there's eric cairns like th- right. th- there are these guys who you're like okay so this is what i was talking about at the beginning like this was the the team where the the fo- and boy was it some sort of foundation when you're talking about <laughs> claude LePoint and eric cairns but this was the foundation <laughs> for for the team that was to come when when uh Charles Wong and and Sanjay Kumar bought it and infused it with with Alexei Yashin and and with with two holdout superstars, right? Like these there this team has some holdovers uh, that ended up making a a sizable impact on on not just the Islanders, but like my life and a lot of people listening to this podcast life. Um, But then you, like that's half the team or a third of the team, and then the other third of the team is just you know like no name guys who who ended up falling off, and then the other the other third are just you know holy crap, this guy was on the team like that's this does not make any sense, and and I think Jani probably is number one on that list.
1: Yeah, Um, I I guarantee that those guys made a bigger impact on you than they made on Craig Jani. Who, played, who shared the <laughs> locker room yeah. with them for 18 can games.
2: Name, can you name one of your teammates <laughs> exactly. from your, your
1: stint on the Islanders? Right. Uh, yeah, he probably probably sees them at games and doesn't even realize it. But let, let's start. Let's go all the way back to the beginning. Uh, as Dom mentioned, he, he got his start uh, with the Bruins. He was drafted in the first round, 13th overall, 1986, uh, out of Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, he played at Boston College. And, you know, I mean, obviously, there was a team in Hartford at the time, and I'm sure – if we could go back and, and read, they were probably pretty pissed off that they didn't get the hometown guy. Uh, and of course, where did he go? The Bruins. This is like, Oh, I don't know. Adam Fox playing for the Rangers or something like that. But uh, so that's a much longer story. Yeah.
0: He, and he talked about being a Whalers fan and being ticked off that they didn't draft
1: him. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, okay. So then he's so definitely real. not like Adam Fox then. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Oh, wow. So there you go. So, uh, so what could have been, maybe there's an alternate universe out there where Craig Janney, Leads the Whalers to the cup finals uh, in 1990 and 91 or 88 and 90. Um, But yeah, he played for the Bruins and uh, you know, his first year was just 15 games, but then the next year, 62 games, 16 goals, uh, 46 assists for 62 points. He came in fifth, in Calder uh, voting, uh, fourth that year, speaking of Whalers legend, Peter Sidorkowitz came in fourth Calder <laughs> trophy that, voting that year. I just I had to point that out whenever Peter Sidorkiewicz shows up. Um, but he just kept getting better, 24 goals, then 26 goals. And like you said, that that Bruins team was really good. They went to the Cup Finals twice. They lost both of them to the Oilers. They went to the uh, Conference Finals one year in 91, lost to the, to the Penguins. So, I mean, did you did you watch him during this era? Like, I, To me, Craig Janney always means sort of like, Sega Genesis hockey. Like I always remember him being mm. good in that, in those games there again, which is this sort of era. Um, but I don't know if I ever watched him sort of play I, I, him playing for the Bruins doesn't really register to me. And we'll get to that next team in a second. But uh, do you remember him playing for the Bruins at all?
0: Yeah, I, I do. And, um and, you know, but just seeing just enough of him to be like impressed and not mm. know of the flaws that would, that would come about. Um, <laughs> but I also remember reading, you know, back then it was like the hockey news and hockey digest coming in. And just, so here's a guy, I, I think that first season he came like directly from college and like joined their lineup late and then kind of lit it up in the playoffs. And so, you know, he's the next, he's the next coming. Oh, he's so great. And he, of course he went to, and I always forget which, cause I don't care, but one of the <laughs> Boston colleges or universities that, you know, so of course it's like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, you know, he's one of us and all that. <laughs> um, but in they, you know, he was a little soft and mm-hmm. the kind of guy where I think if he was a Euro or a Russian, especially back then, they probably would have not you know even put up with it as much, right. of, you know, despite his like massive talent. But the thing I remember most is uh, when they went to the finals, the second time in 90. And so Gretzky's gone from the Oilers, but, um, it, had an amazing playoff year, like two rounds, I think three rounds, like some big goals even in which they always gave him trouble for not shooting. <laughs> um, But he was shut down by Esetekinen, who was, like, a notorious pest and and great checker uh, in the finals. And then I think, like, the knives came out. Like, it was like, (laughs) you, you know, uh, you you don't show up. Never mind that he, you know, helped carry them through three rounds and and all that. It was just as soon as things... Or or that he was 22 years
1: old, too. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, you know, in your early 20s, ah, you're terrible, you suck, you're soft. You know, and this was... 90s era NHL where I'm sure his head was being taken off, you know, nightly. Actually there's right. a there's a Dale Hunter incident uh kind of previewing his terjan issue later <laughs> was where he like totally uh, elbowed Janney in the head and gave him a concussion after he scored a goal in the playoffs. So it's but yeah, so I just I remember that and like trying to figure out, you know, cuz it's like, wow, they they talk great about him. I've seen him he's he's really skilled, but also there's there seems to be something else rumbling about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I guess that, you know, was sort of foreshadowing what the rest of his career.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Um, and yeah, like you can look at the numbers and see like, wow, he was pretty good. I mean, scored scored 24 and 26 goals. And then, like you said, I mean, he, he was on a team with Cam Neely and Ray Bork and like those guys took a liking to him and, and he was getting Bing, uh, lady Bing trophy votes at the time too, which is also very odd for a young player, but I guess it gets to what you're saying. Like this is not the kind of sort of, bruising physical power forward that the late eighties, early nineties were known for. He, you know, he might've been on a team with Cam Neely and Cam Neely might've liked him, but this was no <laughs> Cam Neely. He's <laughs> right.
2: a different kind of guy basically. Yeah. So on his Wikipedia page, Jenny, he, he was voted mm-hmm. to have the, the, the softest hands in NHL <laughs> history, mm-hmm. which, which is just when, when you got a, I, I'm assuming this is like a player mm-hmm. um, or like an alumni poll or something. And, <laughs> I really want to know who else was on that list uh, because that is the, right. the, I think the NHL needs to do more kind of awards for, you know, like, like soccer does the Puskas award for like best goal of the season. And then like really blow that kind of stuff out. I know I know Ilya Sorokin just won save of the year, but mm-hmm. it was like, who, who knew that besides Islander fans when <laughs> the team tweeted about it, right? Like right. They, they should, they should make it more of a, of a things, uh, but, but I wouldn't recommend, every season doing an award for, for, for the person with the, the softest hand uh, <laughs> for each year. I, I, although, you know, I think, I think Matt Parcell would, would probably come pretty right. close because yeah. uh, I would throw an egg at him and, and bet on him <laughs> to catch it without uh, smashing it. But though the end, it just, it, he, he, and that award and, and kind of like the names you just mentioned in the style of play with those Bruins. It's like, you just think about, that and and being a player who who's a skill guy back in for the 1990 Boston Bruins, Mike mm. Milbury, coach Boston right. Bruins, right? And then think about 30 years from now, from then, being the the skill guy on on a, a still kind of tough Bruins team, but like like someone like David Pasternak, you know, like the, what David Pasternak has to deal with on a daily basis compared to what Craig Janney probably had to deal with on at his job. Where he had you know, guys, Marty McSorley trying to saw him in half basically on a nightly mm. basis. Like it just blows your mind when you watch <laughs> that kind of stuff, and you right. see, and you think about the guys who like like Janney who who made it to the nineteen ninety eight nineteen ninety nine Islanders. Like how, first of mm. all, why why would you keep doing this? And second of all, how did you survive? Right. You know, how 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 did you survive and then end up like Thomas? <laughs> you walk into you walk into the Islanders ice works and, and who's there to greet you, but,
1: but Mike Milbury. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh no. Well, well, yeah, well, we'll get to Milbury again a lot later. Cause, uh, we have a few, uh, choice quotes, uh, from Milbury, uh, <laughs> when his time with the Islanders, but, uh, so eventually, like we said, you know, his time came to an end with the Bruins. And one thing that's funny is if you look at, if you go to a hockey reference and you look at Craig Jenny and you, you look at the trade section, you'll see that the players he gets traded for, uh, get increasingly worse as, or decreasingly worse as you go on. And I say that because in February of 1992, he was traded by the Bruins to the uh, Blues for Adam Oates. Like, who gets traded for Adam Oates, right? <laughs> this guy was one of the best players of the era, and this guy, Craig Janney, got traded for him. Uh, I mean, Adam Oates, I don't know how many people – I mean, you remember him playing for the Blues, but I, I feel like a lot of people – for me personally, I, I came to really know him playing for the Bruins. And uh, yeah. that was a huge – I can't I, – I'm blown away that that was all it took. You know, uh, Craig Janney and Stefan Quintal for Adam Oates. Yeah, um, But that was a big deal, and he was going to play with with Neely. I remember that. But, like, for you guys as in St. Louis as Blues fans, like – You just traded Adam Oates, (laughs) the guy who racks up assists like he's falling out of bed. But you've also got a a pretty darn good young player coming back the other way. I mean, do you remember what that was like when he got traded there? Was it like, oh, yeah, what the hell we do? (laughs) Way too much.
0: (laughs) Um, You know, it's weird. There's a couple of contextual points here. And I don't know if you remember this, but like that was a, a time in the early 90s where like number one centers were always either in the rumor mill or like mm. <clears throat> literally getting swapped for each other. So like, the uh,
1: <laughs> Ron Francis. It, yeah. Like that kind yeah of thing. I mean
0: the, the right. Turgeon LaFontaine thing was mm. like one of a bunch, you know, there was talk of Iserman being dealt once, right. uh, you know, one, even like they're saying, Oh, they might deal him to Ottawa for this guy Yashin who, mm. you know, he's new, but he's, you know, established. And, mm. um, and, and so, but the context here, so the, the blues weirdly, like, led the charge in signing free agents in the NHL, which Mm. pissed off everyone else in the league. (laughs) And which is how they, you know, they, they signed Scott Stevens, lost five first round draft picks for him, signed Brendan Shanahan the next year, the arbitrator and through Lamorello uh, gives them Shanahan, or sorry, gives them Stevens (laughs) as compensation for Shanahan, which was really crazy at the time, because previously, like, they were only smaller free agents signed, but the compensation was always like a similar player, like a mm. power forward for a power forward. And actually, like the Blues offered Brenda Moore's compensation and Lamorello was like, well, I'm going to ask for Stevens and see what <laughs> happens. But I'm um, so like the Blues offer sheeted everybody left and right. And mm. I mean, they were, you know, the league hated it because they were responsible for for raising salaries. Um, and that came back to bite them because Adam Oates asked for a contract renegotiation three times hmm. within his existing contract. <laughs> well, and this so, was
1: a thing back then. Cause I remember yeah. this is, was I, how Yashin ended up holding out, but LaFontaine asked for a renegotiation too right. with the Islanders. So.
0: And, and like, at least LaFontaine had the, the whole, like, you know, the, the baggage of, of the team being, you know, kind of cheap even over right. then. <laughs> and you know, all, all those issues that he had, had dealt with, but, Oates was like, you know, I mean, he had this amazing chemistry with Brett Hull. It was like, it it was trotter and bossy. Honestly, Mm. it was, it was, it was amazing. And, 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 but as that was happening, they are like, ah, you know, Hull makes a lot of money. I'd like to make more. So they gave him a raise once, then they gave him another raise. And then like in season, he wants a third one. And (laughs) eventually, you know, he and his agent, who probably also represents Nino Niederreiter or something now, uh, threatens to walk out if he doesn't get a, a contract renegotiated like in January or February or something. Um, and so finally the blues, <laughs> you know, called his bluff, but the unfortunate thing is like, okay, now they're under duress. All right. Which one of those centers who are up on the market now, or, you know, can we get? And so it was of course a perfect match for the Bruins. So like, yep, we're ready to get rid of ours. <laughs> and, and so that's kind of how he, he came at a, a depressed price, but, but he did like, you saw the skill he had and it was, Amazing. I mean, ironically, he did not develop chemistry with Brett Hull because Hull was pretty much pouting because he wanted them to keep oats and couldn't believe they didn't match his contract demands. And, you know, so but but Jani had those soft hands that he could turn anybody into scores.
1: <laughs> we all know the softest the man with the softest hands in yes. the NHL. these days is Ross Johnston. We all know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I mean, it, it's fun. like that's an amazing story. And it's just that's the kind of stuff that gets kind of lost in the sands of time like even for mm-hmm. us like Scott Stevens is a devil mm-hmm. is a number hangs in the you know the rafters whenever you go to a Prudential Center and you forget that were it not for this sort of twisty red tape and a team that was hungry to sign restricted free agents <laughs> he wouldn't be here he wouldn't have played for the devils and it's just crazy and and uh so yeah uh but he Jenny didn't stay with the blues that long he had a 24 goals season, a 100 point season uh, that first year, 92, 93, I think they had, a, everybody had a 100 point season that year. That was a year yeah. LaFontaine had one, Turgeon had one, and then Mario yeah. Lemieux, he missed like 40 games. He came back and he still <laughs> had one. Um, and it was pretty crazy. But uh, at some point, the uh, the Blues, well, they did it again and they signed Peter Nedved to a contract. And <laughs> that's how Craig Jenny got traded to Vancouver, <laughs> uh, <laughs> along with a second round pick that became an old friend of ours, Dave Scatcherd. <sighs>
0: This is another of the compensation thing. This happened because the Blues signed another free agent mm. in Peter Nedved. And this was like where Nedved had held out in Vancouver during that season. I think he played for like the, you know, it, I had the Czechs and Slovaks split. or something. He was you know, one of, <laughs> doing one of those, I'm playing for the Olympic team this year. Mm. Uh, and so the Blues signed him into an offer sheet. And the Canucks saw what the Devils were able to get away with. And they're like, okay, we want Brendan Shanahan as compensation. So everybody in St. Louis is freaking out like, this cannot happen again. Like, there's no freaking way, you know? And they're like, no, Craig Janney is again, it's like for like. Like, you got this kind of talented, softish center. Like, Mm -hmm. we're getting Ned Bed. You're taking Janney. And uh, somehow the arbitrator this time actually did take the uh, the, uh, Janney award uh, Mm -hmm. over Shanahan. But Janny refuses to report to Vancouver. So that's uh, what that week long gap in, in the transactions gotcha. is because then they work out compensation and Vancouver's probably like, well, we didn't want Janny anyway. We just <laughs> wanted to see if we could get Shanny." So <laughs> then they take this other package of players. Uh, and Janny basically, you know, he never even left.
1: Right.
2: This is, is I mean, the p- people harp uh, or make fun of the MLS. Cause like nobody understands. <laughs> the salary cap or like the the roster rules at all. It's just like all of a sudden they're like, yeah, this guy is our designated player. And if you're on the outside, you're just like, no idea what that means. So <laughs> someone's going to need to explain it to me. And the, in the NHL, like for, for, we, we talk, talk about like how they're the NHL had a dark age, right? Like, like it, you, you look back and you're like, you'll learn, you, you think you're a huge hockey fan. And, and if you're listening to this, you probably are. But you'll learn like the Scott Stevens stories, and, and you'll be like, I had no idea that in arbitration it used to be like, <laughs> a, all right, we're going to pluck this someone, a neutral, a neutral party is going to pluck this player, make him uproot his family from St. Louis, right, and then move him to New Jersey, mm. um, rather than you know draft picks or, or whatever it is now. And it, you, you just think about like how complicated, even today, like with with like the salary, like the, the Lightning might get a bonus a salary cap bonus because they, I don't think they're going to do it, but they might buy out Philip Myers because Mm. after the McDonough are like, wow, this is, you know, so confusing. What a, what a way to grow the sport, right? Like you got to figure out all this (laughs) salary cap mumbo jumbo, but in the nineties, I mean, they just kind of – it felt like they just made it up as they went along. Like <laughs> yeah. Gary Bettman was just like popping new teams up in the Sun Belt and they're right. like, okay, like you're going to have to figure this out. By the right. way, Craig Janney, you now play for the Canucks. Yeah. There's and, a team in uh, Dallas now. Like, <laughs> wait, what? Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, what like, happened?
1: Like, right. Yeah, what it was if, very
0: much like about the league did not want any free agents to move, period. Right. And so they're like and, – and, and teams were like, "Yeah, that's that's too unpredictable and crazy." Until the Blues started doing this right. left and right, and I mean, there are tons of players they signed who were matched. Like, I think Michelle Goulet was one. Mm-hmm. Um, Marty McSorley would also sign an offer sheet with the Blues. <laughs> oh wow! Um, I just Stevens when when he was awarded his compensation first refused to report to New Jersey until his agent mm-hmm. was finally like, "Yeah, we don't we don't have any choice in the matter." Mm-hmm. So, so L- Lou
2: knocked it. on his door. Right. yeah exactly yeah, that's said, true, yeah. A little message. yeah yeah who was but, their owner back then the, Blue, the the blues that was doing this it like, was you-
0: so it, and that's another ironic thing like they they had like before that they had islanders ask uh you know really cheap uh mm-hmm. owners uh and they almost a guy who rescued them from being moved to saskatoon but he never <laughs> you know, paid any money, so that's why like they lost guys like Doug Gilmore and Joey Mullen, and
1: they were owned by the Ralston Purina Company, the dog food people. Before, the, they, yeah, they were going to move them. Yeah, yes,
0: right. yes, exactly, and they were going to move. <laughs> um, but then some local guy with a a decent amount of money and and I, uh, he, you know, his GM Ron Cron was kind of a wheeler and dealer, and then the president of the they, they were basically like, hey, we can, w- you know, we've got a missed opportunity here. We can really like boost the market by starting to attract these players. Cause nobody, you know, nobody uses free agency. So let's do it. <laughs> I think part of that was Brett hole had become a star. So they were starting yeah. to sell a lot more tickets and make yeah. more money.
1: It, it's just, and it, it's funny to me, Mike, you bring up a good point. Like now, whenever somebody, whenever a team trades for somebody who is like hurt and making a lot of money. And immediately, if you look at the replies on the, the tweet that the team sends out, it's like, bro, how can they pay him? They're up against the cap. Because he's going to go on long-term injured reserve, dude. Like that's how it works. Like it's not that hard to figure out once once it happens, especially if your team does it. I mean, you know, the Islanders have had a bunch of guys that do that. But people like they can't fathom that. Meanwhile, I'm just looking at this again. So again, the Blues sign Nedved. They <laughs> they have to give compensation to the Canucks. Janny doesn't want to go to the Canucks. So they send him there and then they trade him back to St. Louis for three other guys. Then the blues trade Jenny to San Jose for Jeff Norton <laughs> <laughs> what? What? all within the space. So he basically in the span of three weeks from, yeah, from, uh, yeah, he, he played for three different teams. Like, it's just crazy. And, and to yeah. Dom's point, like you don't have,
2: you don't have Twitter. You don't have yeah. Right, you know, you can't like just go to you know Saint Louis Telegram dot com to be like, okay, how is you 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 don't you you just will find out in October, right? What <laughs> yeah. why Craig Janney is now a member of the expansion <laughs> San Jose Sharks? Right. When you're like, <laughs> oh wait a minute, I just I thought this guy was traded to Vancouver, uh, nope. what, and then what happened? And like you you'll, you'll find out. It's almost like back when when you're when when you're researching like the Revolutionary War and stuff, and you're like, <laughs> the British. The the king found out that they lost this battle forty days mm, yeah. after it happened, <laughs> and the and the NHL was operating in the same way. You are like, oh God, You're like yeah. There is a team in Dallas now. I I just found yeah. out because they're <laughs> playing in front of me. Yeah. I, I you know the, we lost at Saratoga to <laughs> to the to the to the Minutemen, and right. I just found out because I found, uh, you know I got the newspaper sent to me. Yeah. forty days late. Like, like that's I just the rode NHL. up on a horse
1: with a letter yeah. and told me. Yeah. We've been watching a show uh, that's a, a star show called The Spanish Princess. It's based on like Henry VIII and the, the Tudors and all this stuff. And they have that like uh, send a message to the king, and then the very next scene that the king gets the message. And I'm like, wait hold on a second. wow <laughs> how fast was that horse that guy was riding? Got that letter to the king in the next the next scene. Anyway, Henry, but, Henry like, VIII I, and I we're, uh, we're we're brothers in gout. We both we
2: both <laughs> suffer from the gout. So yeah, exactly. you know he's a he's a bad cat, bad bad egg, but. <laughs> I do I do sympathize with him because That's a soft spot.
1: it me. does.
0: Yeah. I I should add to like because this is perfect mid 90s NHL uh it, how he got sent out of St. Louis. So the Blues with their aggressive ownership uh bring Mike Keenan in, mm. who's um <laughs> I forget which team Keenan coached. I I don't remember their name yeah. uh in 94, but um <laughs> They, we'll look uh, it up later. Sorry. Yeah, he claims that they breached their con uh his contract by not giving him a bonus on time. Uh, so the so the blues swoop in and say, okay, Keenan's now our coach and GM. Uh the league and and whatever team he coached before that uh are is saying, like, you know, whoa, 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 you can't just do that. You can't just like <laughs> declare, you know, we gotta go through this. League finds everybody involved, says, okay, Keenan can coach and GM the Blues now. But you're going to get compensation. So who, who do they say compensation? Peter Nedved. Yeah. <laughs> so Nedved's blues career is already over. And <sighs> <laughs> then at the beginning of that next season, Keenan, like as a Milbury and anybody, you know, doesn't like Channy and is already uh, healthy scratching him and, and getting challenged by me. You know, like, why are you, why are you uh, scratching a, you know, a, a top 100 point center? And he's like, uh, he's, you know, he's he's not doing what we need to do. He's not mm. with the program, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and so that was the first of Janney's of departures where the team is scratching <laughs> him and sending him before yeah. sending him out of town.
1: Definitely won't be the last. Uh, and and that, we're, so we're a half hour into this, and we still haven't gotten to his Islanders tenure yet. Yeah. So let's blitz through these last couple of teams here because uh, he does end up with San Jose after all that, that drama. Uh, and he has a pretty decent season for them, 71 games, 62 points, 13 assists. But uh, then they trade him to Winnipeg. Uh, oh, and by the way, this was the last year that the Jets were in Winnipeg. So he gets moved with the team to Phoenix, <laughs> and he plays there for a couple of seasons. Uh, and then he gets traded to the Lightning uh, in June of 1998. Uh, again, as I was saying, like he starts out getting traded for Adam Oates, then he essentially gets traded for Peter Nedved, and then a bunch of guys, uh, and then you <laughs> know Jeff Norton. And then Darren Turcott and then Louis Debrusque. <laughs> and now he's getting traded uh, to the Islanders from the Lightning. So he plays, he's with the Lightning, 1998. It's not working out. 38 games he plays for them, though, but he's only got 22 points. Jacques Demers said we were glad to have Janny, but when we picked him up, uh, they were able to reacquire Chris Grattan, who had been with the Lightning. They got him back. Uh, and all of a sudden, they had too many centers. So Janny had to go uh and the islanders basically were looking for any warm body that they could get to play center for them and so on january 18th 1999 craig Janney was traded from the lightning to the islanders for a sixth round pick the lightning eventually used that on some guy named fedor fedorov who if i'm not mistaken was actually sergei's brother if i'm not i might be wrong about that but uh <laughs> you should check that out um and uh this was a weird. I remember when this happened, and it was just a very weird. Like, wait, Craig Janney, the guy from NHL '92, really? That guy is playing for the for the Islanders now. Um, and it it was very strange that because he was a big name, but as we've established, like. Maybe he was more name than kind of substance, more more style than substance, because like he kind of had worn out his welcome very quickly in some in some places, and uh, would do the same with the Islanders. Um, do you remember him getting traded to the Islanders at all, or would that just sort of like again, oh wow, I found out a week later that this guy all of a sudden is an Islander now. <laughs>
0: I I know I remember I it probably mm. on the ESPN two ticker or something at right, that yeah. time, but I mean just remembering it kind of because fa- it had fascinated me the whole time. How like, wow, first year for Oaks, then for uh, you know Net- mm. like all these guys. I was like, wow, that value is going way down. And I I don't know about you guys, like whenever there's some guy who like has seen better days but has skill, and you're like, well, you know, maybe mm. maybe it's you know, especially <laughs> with how bad the Islanders were. Right. I was like. Which is probably what Milbury was saying too. Is right. like, oh, maybe and he
1: could to something. He was only 31 at the time, which yeah. is not old, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> you'd think that, you know, he would still have something left in the tank, but that was not the case. Um, Jacques Demers, by the way, just getting back to him real quick, he was ecstatic to get a sixth round pick for Craig Janney, a guy they did not need anymore on the Lightning. And he said, uh, we got a sixth round pick. It could have, it could end up being a good pick. Look at Pavel Kobinev. <laughs> who, if you're like me, still represents the Tampa Bay Lightning in all things. Pavel Kubina, Mr. Lightning.
2: (laughs) Um, He never didn't
1: score against the Islanders. Exactly, yeah. yeah. The the Lightning
2: power play was like a perfect mm -hmm. 60 60 for 60 with Kubina scoring on every one of them for
1: the point. 100%. But what's funny, and this is – Dom and I were talking about this before we came on. uh, One of the saddest things that could possibly happen is – the two worst teams in the same conference making a trade with one another. And that's what this was. This was the lightning. I mean, the Islanders that year finished uh, 24, 48 and 10. The lightning finished below them. They had 19 wins that year. <laughs> lightning. What are these two teams doing? Making a trade? Well, again, you know, one one extra guy. You got to get rid of him, And, and he came to the Island. And at first uh, it seemed like, you know, we might have something here. Cause again, Mike Milbury knew Craig Janney knew him from Boston, But it was not long before – he was also getting healthy scratched. And this time, the guy doing the scratching – it's one thing if Mike Keenan scratches you. Keenan, obviously, has won a lot. He's a very famous coach. He gets his way a lot. But when the guy doing the scratching is a former junior coach who was installed as head coach because the general manager fired himself as coach after firing (laughs) the previous coach the year before and installing himself as coach – and your team is in dead last, now you're going to have problems. And sure enough, Jani at some point uh, in February, late February, this is barely a month after getting acquired from the Islanders, according to the New York Post, marches into Mike Milbury's office and demands a trade. Now that, my friends, (laughs) is superstar behavior right there. Um, Having a bad year, playing on a bad team, Getting scratched and marching into the GM's office and being like, "You trade me right now!" and of course, Mike Milbury laughed in his face, or at least I'm assuming he <laughs> laughed in his face. Um, but yeah, this this was amazing. Like you unearthed a couple of things here that were like, "Wow, this was." I mean, I had I knew this season sucked, but like some of this <laughs> internal drama, I had kind of forgotten about. But um, yeah, Bill Stewart was a madman. Like, just I don't know what this was. The guy, by the way, who like he famously when they lost to the Rangers, he was like. Uh, have you seen our roster? Like who's, (laughs) Why (laughs) would say that? Um, But uh, that was, I think that might've been just before they got Janney. but yeah. So um, I don't know. What are your memories of Craig Janney, Islander? I mean, I can't imagine there are too many. (laughs) It's only 18 games he played for them.
0: Yeah. That's it. It's Mm. nothingness. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Basically. I, I just, are you, I mean that the Stewart quote though is great when, that, I mean, we have to read that, right? That, that, when, when Jani's upset about being scratched and requests oh, yeah. a trade. And, and Stuart, like, to the media, says, it goes back to shut up and play and don't tell me how wonderful you were 10 years ago. It's time to stop the talking and start playing. <laughs>
1: like, That's the Craig Janney story right there. Stop telling me how good you were 10 years ago. We
0: That's can't right. even use you on this team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Max, almost...
1: Max
2: Lindgren only played 12 games that year and and, and had uh, three more points, four
1: more goals wow. than Craig Janney. So. One goal, four assists uh, for five points is Craig Janney's entire total as a New York Islander. He tied for 21st that year on scoring on that <laughs> abysmal team. Uh, he was a minus two. I did find some video evidence, in case anybody's <laughs> wondering, like, these guys making this up, like Craig Janney didn't really play for the Islanders. No, we we haven't been talking for 40 minutes about nothing. This is a true story. And I did find some video evidence of Craig Janney playing for the Islanders in which he does absolutely nothing.
0: Koslov dangling. That's just left. Koslov takes it back to the blue line away from Janney.
1: Sets up Mariano. He put it in front, broken up by Smolinski. Now the Islanders attack four strong. Janney to Smolinski. He carries to the circle and backhands one off the side of the net. Around to the far side, Smolinski gets it back. Janney tried to play it in front. Larianov's got him. Now it's Trevor Linden tangled up with D'Andino in the corner. Janssen couldn't wheel it towards the slot and hit the stick of Martin Lapointe, number 20. And Janney takes it back for New York. Nine and a half to go in the scoreless first period. The shots four to three in favor of the Islanders. does <laughs> nothing for the entire game. And I was like, I was looking at the ice time for that game. And I'm like, boy, he must have gotten hurt because he didn't really play that much afterwards. But then, but then Dom sent this, the article about like, no, he was scratched <laughs> and he was pissed. <laughs> and that's what, what caused Bill Stewart to, uh, to say, don't tell me how wonderful you were 10 years ago.
2: The most impressive stat line from that team, I, I'm just staring at it because I don't believe this is can be true, is Joe Sacco. Mm. 73 games played. Yes. Three three goals, zero assists.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs>
2: how do you go 73 games of an NHL season without recording an assist?
1: Right. I, that's one of my favorite things how, ever. Uh, yes
2: yeah. I mean, this team – It it, it reads like, I mean, and I think the Islanders in this era, like from, I guess the, the fisherman era, you can call it, especially the, the back half of it, every roster just read like an expansion roster. And and a a part of it was because Mike Milbury basically ran the team. Like he was in an expansion, the world's worst expansion draft every year. (laughs) Like this, if you just, it's, it's hard to look at these names and be like, man, like if I was Craig Janney, I would be pissed. Like he's, a, he's, he's the last or not the last one, I guess of a, of a long line of players who were like, "I'm why am I wasting my time doing this? And yeah. and that was like the Islanders ethos for a long time. And, and and it wasn't just the players. It was also the people sitting in the stands. Like, right. why am I doing <laughs> nice. this to myself?
0: Yeah. And he probably goes in thinking, you know, looking at this roster, like, oh, i I don't even have to try very hard and I can right. help these guys somewhat, you know, and, and Stuart's probably like, you have to try. We've got like <laughs> Joe Sacco and Jason. Da,
1: right, right? <laughs> but what's, what's really funny is that like, given, given how bad they were and given his history of, of drama, I'm surprised he even showed up. Like I'm yeah. why, of all the people to, to not do the Kirk Muller. Like I would have, if he had done the Kirk Muller, I almost would have been like, yeah, that makes sense, you know, but like mm-hmm. he showed up and he played poorly for 18 games. And, and uh, it, when he got scratched, he had a great quote, too. He said, of course, I'm upset. You come here, you're not dressing, you're sitting in a hotel room for a month and it's going on two away from my family. Yeah, it bothers me. <laughs> so, but he was still here.
0: Yeah, him saying mm-hmm. the sitting in the hotel for a month like that, right. I I had a pang of, you know. Empathy there for sure. Because mm. <laughs> right. I pictured him on this roster and like sitting in the marriaster, right.
1: like, <laughs> Staring <laughs> across that right. sad parking yeah. lot. Yeah, and I played Not three like minutes
0: that. last night. Three minutes. I three minutes. Did
1: <laughs> we get on the power play for this team? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what's funny. He was on the. He was. He <clears> did <throat> get eleven seconds of power play time in this game. So Please. the game we uh, I had the video for was was actually a three one win over the Red Wings, which you know in nineteen ninety nine was. Like a huge victory for the Islanders. Like, you know, the Red Wings were a cup contender if not a winner, and the Islanders uh were not. But uh yeah, I mean Craig Janney did not make uh make much of a dent in the roster <laughs> that year. Uh also one fun fact, so uh uh Janney's first game with the Islanders was actually um the first game Pavel Bure played for the Panthers because that was against the Islanders mm-hmm. uh and the Islanders lost that game because Bure scored twice. Fun fact number two, that game against the Red Wings that we were just talking about would be the last win the Islanders would get against the Red Wings until 2006. They wouldn't beat them (laughs) again for another eight years. (laughs) Uh, It's called the the curse of Craig Janney, I guess. But, I mean, we're kind of like a little bit all over the place in this episode, but it's like, you look at this guy's career and you're just like, man, like, I I don't know if mercurial is the right word because that almost makes it sound like too whimsical, but it's just... Like, like you said, I mean, he had so much talent at the beginning. Mike, Mike Milberg was talking about him, you know, playing with Neely. That's what you, you know, that's what you want. You, you know, he, he's, he's amazing. And then you have Andy Brickley, who was a player on that team saying, the big difference is the speed of the game. It's faster. You know, here's <laughs> a guy who's not bothered by that speed. <laughs> Andy Brickley impersonation is also my Lou impersonation. impersonation. Um, and then all of a sudden, like. Just a, within a few years, he's just like getting tossed around the league until he finally ends up playing 18 games for the Highlanders and getting scratched after playing like, you know, three minutes. A game. So it's just an unbelievable career arc that nobody would ever want ever again, I think. I You know, I was struggling to come up
0: with like a comparison for, you mm. know, to describe to people what a modern day, you know. And I I couldn't really, but it's like you it start – his career could have gone in two different directions. And I guess it went in both directions ultimately.
1: But, right. But
0: like if a guy with that kind of talent came in today, you know, I'm sure it like for the Islanders until now, well, like would get the Barry Trotz treatment and like, Oh, you know, you're going to learn defense. He's got to learn defense, you know, mm. that kind of thing. Um, but he was, it, and I, this is not a fair comparison anyway, and it's actually not really even a modern one anymore, <laughs> but like Rob Shrimp came, keeps coming to mind is mm. obviously who has nowhere near the same career, but just like a guy who was a little different and saw the game differently right. and had some kind of like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> magical hand. It was just, you know, could it be channeled in the right way?
1: Right. What's funny is that, and again, this is the second episode in a row we're doing this, like the similarity scores under a hockey reference for Craig Jenny, The mm. number one guy he compares to is Yeri Lettinen, which to me is hilarious wow. because Yeri Lettinen just... played for one team and he was one of the most consistent <laughs> players I've ever seen in my entire life. He was never changed. Yeah, he the never moment, made he a mistake. To, yeah. Like the yeah. exact opposite.
0: Like, I don't understand. But it, I guess, yeah, like a yeah. defensive stalwart too. Right. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Three times <laughs> Selkie. I love you, Gary Lettman. He was a great player. Three times Selkie winner, played with one team. His numbers retired. Like he's a legend. You know, Craig Janney is getting scratched by the 24-win Islanders with 18, 18 games. <laughs> and, and then the other funny thing is like you would think, oh, okay, he played a bunch of games for the Islanders. And then he probably went on. No, he didn't. That was it. He was done. Like he didn't go play in Europe. He didn't play in like, you know, the IHL or something like that. That was it. He was done. He was, he was after that, that 18 game stint with the Islanders was more than enough. He needed to know to to disappear. Um. But, and this is, this was kind of the big, uh, the big finale uh, that there is a Craig Janney off the ice story that is incredibly remarkable. And I think probably tells us a lot about his career, the NHL in the nineties. Uh and some other players <laughs> as well. And uh I feel like he probably had some other things going on in his life that you know maybe were bigger than than playing 18 games for a shitty Islanders team. So you were there for that, Dom. And this was when we first started talking about it. You brought this up, and my mind was completely blown. And I was like, Oh my god, I can't wait to get this story on the air. So, like, like what happened? Like, this is a crazy story, and this is all true. Like, this you could look this up. This yeah. isn't us making this up, and you know. It's not yeah. a sequel well, or
0: anything. Right, right. And it's, I mean, it's been written about in some part, like, it, and it's its bizarre. Uh, and at the time, hearing about it, I was shocked. Now, as a older person who's, you know, just known people and heard stories, I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense for guys in their early 20s. So, hmm. uh, but, so, Janny goes to the Blues, and I mentioned he doesn't really connect well with Hull, uh, develops great chemistry with Nelson Emerson and Brendan Shanahan, they're doing like feature stories on local TV about how tight these guys are. They're like, oh, they you know, they're just great line traveling everywhere. They're hanging out, you know, their wives and girlfriends <laughs> hang together. Uh, and it, it turns out somewhere along the way, uh, uh, Brendan Shanahan, uh, who's as far as the market knows and everyone, even other players, say is you know best buddies with Janie, uh, ends up you know hooking up with Janie's wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And when that happened, of course, I don't know. Um, mm. I, but I know there were rumblings and, you know, St. Louis, of course, kind of like a small, it, 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 I tell people like, it reminds me of like what you hear about Long Island. something like, I've got a friend who's, you know, lives near butch Goring and is like, oh, I see him all the time. I don't, you know, just hanging <laughs> out at bars or whatever, like you run into him. like, uh, St. Louis and their sports teams are very similar to that. There's mm. that people know where the, the players hang out. And so, Kind of word gets around. Um but anyway, this this does not come out fully until after both players are gone. Mm. Uh and where which is also kind of crazy because in this day, or if it were like, you know, New York City media, like the post page six or something would have like (laughs) Mm. this on blast. But it comes out like years later in this uh, you know, the kind of main columnist in town and is sort of like just collection of bits uh news bits mm. just sort of mentions you know second page of the column like oh and uh, brendan shanahan got married this summer to the uh former mrs jenny you know and that was how like it was sort of affirmed for people at least for people who didn't you know know right. what else <laughs> had gone on but yeah so apparently there was there was a lot of drama then mm. uh apparently <laughs> things did not stay uh close and i just it when you watch you know just looking at it with the most you know empathy and and trying to understand perspective and you see his career arc and I was like man all these trades and difficulties are happening with this guy while his former like really close friend a teammate is you know seen as the missing piece helping the Red Wings win like back to back Stanley Cups and become you know putting together a Hall of Fame career uh, while like evidently living happily with his ex-wife <laughs> it's it's uh that's uh, yeah <laughs> It's got to be a crappy situation.
1: Yeah, I could see that probably uh, contributing to the nosedive in stats and uh, multiple teams being played for is having having something else on your mind at that time, which would coincide with that whole thing.
2: Brings up something that I've always thought as a hockey fan and that I I really, really, really hate Brandon Shanahan. And <laughs> I, I always have,
1: uh, mm-hmm.
2: even, you know, when – He's got this reputation still of being like, Don was saying, like this. I don't want to call him like a golden boy. Or I don't know what. Yeah. For some reason, like the NHL has just been infatuated with this guy. Mm. And and I remember it pretty well because you know during that Red Wings curse, um, one of like the first great Islander games I ever went to in my life was the first the home opener of 2001 2002. Chris Osgood and net making his home debut Mm. in his beautiful red pads with the Islander (laughs) Navy blue Jersey or or white Jersey, I guess back then I guess his former team and the Islanders, I think lost in overtime five, four, but it was like a statement game along that Mm. 111 101 one-on-one stretch where they like they, they hung with one of the best teams in the NHL. I think Shanahan Mm. ended up scoring the overtime winner too. And like, it was a very charged atmosphere um, because it was a, the first game at Nassau Coliseum, first regular season game, I guess, uh, after 9-11. So it was just this like crazy Nassau Coliseum event. And mm. it was going so well for the Islanders. Even in the the loss, like it it, it, w- it felt like a win. It it, <laughs> it really did. Yashin, I think, had a, two goals in the game. It, it just everything looked like it was clicking. And then there's Brendan Shanahan skating off the ice, flipping double middles <laughs> at, at like this fan base who are celebrating like their first you know, that their, their first like escape from the, the hell hole that like was just mm. created because of what had just happened in the city. Like, and he's skating off the ice, flipping off the crowd. And, and I'm sure it's because me, people in the crowd are yelling at him and, and I'll never forget the image. Like I'll just never forget mm. him doing that. And then having to watch, you know, and I'm not equating what he did to me flipping right. off 16,233 other people <laughs> and, and myself to what he did to Craig Janney. Um, but I, I, then watching him, like, become this, I guess a golden child is, like, the right way to answer, at, like, mm. put it, like, for for the NHL. He's always the missing piece. Like, when he goes to the Rangers, I thought he was such a dirty
1: yeah. player
2: who didn't get the label of it because he didn't wear shoulder pads. And because he's Brendan Shanahan, he's this, you know, the mm. p- perfect prototypical hockey player. And all along, like, the whole time, like, he did this to his teammate. Like, right. there is, like, there's this code. And, like, rule number one, like, the rule that is, like, completely unbreakable, no questions asked, like, never, ever, ever do it. He broke. And Mm. he's, like, known as, like, one of the guys who upholds the cult and code. To the point where he's named the director of player safety. Like, like this, this guy is—he's not a good guy. And I'm not just yeah. saying that because he's the Leafs president, and I, I kind of am. But I'm also not saying that because of that. But, like, because even in his role as the Leafs president, right. like he's depicted as here's Brendan right. Shanahan. Like, he's—he's he's got the shannon plan. He knows what he's doing. Mm. They've lost. They haven't made it past the first round under Brendan Shanahan. Like, this is not. <laughs> why is this guy getting to skate go right. scot free from from everything, even though he's. Like even in the Unrivaled documentary with the Red Wings yeah. and, oh. and Avalanche, like he comes off as this, like oh, he's Brandon Shanahan. He's like one of the greatest guys ever. Like no, he's not. He's he's <laughs> he's like he seems to be doing the exact opposite thing of what the greatest guy ever is supposed to do. Hmm. I want to beat him up, and I think I actually could take him at this point in his, <laughs> his life, in my
0: life. Uh yeah, maybe I remember. <laughs> I remember having all those same thoughts, and mm. and also it was weird. So like that was like kind of pre, and then like just you know dial-up internet days and stuff. And so it was kind of surreal to have heard, and it yeah you know, I don't know when exactly or it could have been while well, Jenny was Vancouver property or who knows. Mm. I don't know, <laughs> but um that when uh the first year Shanahan was eligible for the Hall of Fame. They came out and I forget there were like some locks for the Hall of Fame and then uh, Matt Sundin was chosen over him. And there were all these columns like, how do they leave Shanahan off? How is this possible? You know, do people hate Shanahan? Is it, you know, is it because he was seen as a selfish, you know, me first guy in Detroit? And, Like Puck Daddy, I remember had one and they quoted like one local blog or something. Is it because of the whole Shanahan janney thing? And I was like, <laughs> that it's, it's it, they're like they're writing about it now. <laughs> the
1: internet is here, finally. Us. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that that uh, Red Wings uh, Avalanche documentary did give me a much healthier uh, dislike for Brendan Shanahan and the fact that like they, they talk about how he and Claude Lemieux had played together on on, in New Jersey and they were so close that Lemieux named his son after Brendan Shanahan. (laughs) So, and now we're stuck with the spawn of both of them, I suppose. Brendan (laughs) Lemieux who fortunately doesn't play anywhere near the Islanders, but did for a little while. So it's all insane. Like it's completely insane. And it's just funny that like, you know, we're sitting here years later being like, boy, it's crazy how he was so talented. And then just, man, the whole thing fell apart. Well, I guess maybe there's a reason why, or at least maybe no. not a reason, but some sort of contributing factors as to why that we didn't see. You know, it's it's, it, it's like one of those those
2: movies that you watch, and the one that keeps coming to my mind is uh, I think it's called like I can't remember Blue Valentine, is it called with Ryan Gosling and, and Rachel McAdam. and basically the whole point of the movie is, wait, it's not The Notebook. Not the notebook, no. But I think, oh no, no, it's not not Rachel McAdams. It's the the other uh, Michelle Williams. I think is. Oh, okay. is his This is co-star, and uh, the whole point of the movie is like just to make you really sad and feel. It's almost like that Manchester <laughs> by the Sea movie. It's just like yes. it's like incredibly tragic. Like, and mm. you're like waiting for like the kind of upswing to come. Like, oh, maybe Craig Janney like mm. won the Stanley Cup against Brendan Shanahan's team. And, mm. You know, a couple couple years later. Like, no, no, no. Mm. It didn't like ever get better for the guy, which is it's like it's it's really, I mean, who knows? Like maybe he's 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 you know living a great life out there somewhere right. and seems whatever, to be
0: happy, yeah, yeah, right? Like so. it's just
2: like the, but it's just like a story that you're just like kind of waiting for, yeah, the happy ending. And instead, yeah, the ending was on the islanders in 1998, <laughs> 1999,
1: getting scratched by a guy yeah. who would be fired at the end of the season and and uh try and smuggle a kid for his junior team uh underneath their bus and then get caught. <laughs> but that's a story for another time. As we couldn't possibly fit that in. There's no, there's We've reached our drama limit for this this episode, but it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. And again, like, getting back to something I said off the top, like, people are think, going to think, we're going to put this out, and people are going to be like, Craig Jenny played for the Islanders? Yes, briefly, but <laughs> there's a lot more to it than, the, than just that. So, this was a, a fantastic pick, and, uh, and I'm glad uh, we were able to get together. Uh, so, when next season starts, what what number year will this be for you, Dom, as a blogger at Lighthouse Hockey? I mean, you're well past the dozen oh year gosh. mark at this point, right?
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I um gosh, I think it was oh eight, but yeah, started. Wow. So, oh my gosh. gosh
2: you and crazy. Josh Bailey coming
1: up together. <laughs>
0: right? Yes, it was the year of yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh.
1: Wow. <laughs> Well, well, we can't Boy, trade you. Know you. So uh <laughs> Josh Bailey, jury's still out. We'll have to see what happens. But uh but we can't trade you. But well anyway, however many years this has been, I mean, personally for me, obviously, I mean, I can't thank you enough for everything you've done and given us this this great place to talk islanders. And and the one thing I always get back to is it's sort of like it's an oasis from the craziness. Like, yes, there's a little bit of craziness, but like generally speaking you can hide from the craziness, <laughs> Lighthouse hockey, whether it's you know, something we wrote or, or the comment sections or something like that, or the podcast. Now it's fun. So, so, I mean, uh, I selfishly want you to do this forever, but you know, well, well that's up to you. <laughs> I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. The feeling's mutual though. You, you brought so much, uh, <laughs> you guys <laughs> both have, the the humor that I can't conjure until, you know, after I've left the conversation five minutes later, something occurs to me, it's, uh. Oh man, and and mm. you've been a a key part of surviving the the lean years. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes,
1: There's too many too many so, lean years. Yeah. Can. So, but there you go. Uh, I mean, are you doing anything cool this summer to like get away for a little while, the recharge? You have the cabin in that in the Ontario woods. Like the rest <laughs> yeah, of us can't, you can't go <laughs> right. until
2: you can go until UFA day plus two. I love that.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it disrupted the cottage schedule for Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got a side business in canned margaritas that I'm trying to get <laughs> off the ground. <laughs> uh, now I've, you know, I'll usually do a canoe and, and camping trip with the family to get away. But other than that, not too much planned. Just that's cool. Figure out what the Islanders are going to look like a few days from oh
1: now. God. Yeah, I know. Well, oh, we can think <laughs> of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. I mean, who knows? Well, we have a couple of assistant coaches now, so there you yeah, go. Yeah. One. Including Weird Islander Doug Huda. <laughs> including <laughs> Weird Islander Doug Huda. he's definitely going to get. I mean, he put, he played a hundred games for the Islanders. I didn't realize it was that many. I feel like I watched all of them, um, but uh, he'll get an episode for sure. But yeah, so um, but this has been awesome, and uh, and I mean, I, I'm not going to tell everybody where to find you because they already know. So, <laughs> but uh, but this has been great. So we really appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll get you on next time, and and uh, we'll talk about some other, uh, hopefully somewhat less melodramatic <laughs> player. <Yes. laughs>
0: Sounds uh, yeah. good. Yeah, this was this was lots of fun. I'm, I'm honored to be the the finale guest. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> couldn't have done it any other way. Uh, Mike, uh, what what's going on uh, with you? Uh, where can everybody find you? You can find me at the Bigley Basky on
2: Twitter with two E's, and um, not much. I get I get Jerry Duty soon. oh right yeah Yeah.
1: wow that's that's it that's about Uh, it is that going to be through the draft or is that
2: no 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 um thank god but it will be it could be the first day of free agency but i think that's a that's a easy one to to say like hey i can't (laughs) (laughs) i I, I need to make sure Ilya Mikheyev does not sign four years five million dollars with the islanders and then i can focus on whatever i need to focus for you uh but Yeah. yeah that's really that's really it i'm 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 just excited um, mm-hmm. for, for for I guess the next couple of weeks and uh, yeah. to hear you know you know what's you know what who's going to be really interesting this summer and then hear the the insiders name every team every every right. team is interest interesting <laughs> every summer fa- this is I'm actually fascinated by what they're going to do with their goaltending
1: this might be the most fascinating team in the NHL but uh, the, the Islanders never get that they always get the what will Lou Lamarello do <laughs> we'll have to just wait and find out. Okay, thanks. Yeah. That's very good. Um, but yeah, you should definitely tell the judge I'm going to be totally useless until I find out where Jack Campbell signs his free right. agency contract. Because you know that, and the judge is going to say, "Who?" <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it's a long story. But anyway, yeah. well, uh, good luck with that. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you don't have to worry about it, and you can. Yeah get out of it. But uh, until uh, you can follow Mike at the big league basket with two E's for either jury duty or free agency updates. And of course, read his work at action network as well. Uh, We thank you for listening to us. We thank you for listening to us this entire season. It's been fun. I know the Islanders had a pretty crappy season, but (laughs) one of the best things about it was in one of the, their interminable pauses, Mike and I were just like, you know what? We should do this. This weird Islanders thing that we've been talking about. And so yeah, we should do that. Uh and yeah, started
2: uh, from Brian Ralston to, to Craig Janney <laughs> A combined what thirty something games probably. I don't know how much Ralston right. played. I, always, I already forget, but
1: uh two old guys that nobody remembers playing for both the both
2: were number eleven for the Islanders. Oh
1: whoa. Is that yeah. right? Oh my yeah. god. Wow. Holy crap. That is Thanks. that is an incredible synergy. Uh, and now we have Zach Parisi, the only guy who should wear it for the rest of <laughs> for the rest of time. Um, but we thank you all for listening so much. The, the response has been fantastic. Everybody seems to really have enjoyed it. Uh, we're glad to have uh, brought some uh, some enjoyment, uh, some Islanders enjoyment into your life, <laughs> even yeah. if it's talking about guys who played for them 20 years ago. And of course, we must thank all of our great guests, Carrie Haber, Kevin Schultz, Noel Fogelman, Michael Paul Smith, Jenny Berman, Nick Gilead. Joe Buono, Bob Ditmeyer, Arthur Staple, Desmond Zantua, Steven Smith, Nick Costa, Eric Nidell, and of course Dominic Yansky. We need to get one of those. Remember
2: when the Islanders had that um I think I think they re re uh, invigorated it or whatever, reincarnated it, the Islander Hall of Fame. Yeah. And they had that like banner hanging up next to the other banners with like Bob yeah. Bourne's name. We need to get an Island uh, a weird Islanders one so we can put <laughs> Craig Janney, Brian Ralston, <laughs> Brian Smith you know, right next to that one.
1: We need to do we need to do a collaboration with the team and have like weird wow. Islanders night and invite these dudes. Oh, my God. We'll see who shows up. Like, who, who what are these guys are going to show up? Maybe um, Lubo will show up. He's probably the only guy. Who will show yeah. Up. Yeah. Lubo definitely <laughs> show up. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think Ryan Smith or Kirk Muller is coming. But anyway,
2: but that's a great <laughs> idea.
1: Um, but thank you all so much. This has been so much fun. And we'll be back next season. I promise you. Until then, keep the Islanders weird. And uh, enjoy uh, the rest of uh, the draft and free agency. Oh, and Mike and I will be back with anxiety in a couple of days. All right. Thanks a lot. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.